From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. Butchnevich deals across to the left. 15 seconds to go. Shen on the high right. They want a shot. An attempt goes wide. Petrangelo picks it up. Clears towards the goal. He scores! 195 feet away, Alex Petrangelo. Empty net goal. Vegas leads 5-3. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Willie Ramirez is here as the company, it's Cofield and Company, Battleborn Broadcast Center. Thanks to the guys at Battleborn Injury Lawyers for housing the show today. Give Justin or Matt a call, the great team here at Battleborn. Uh, anytime you need advice, you need help, Battleborn Injury Lawyers from anywhere in the state of Nevada, 766-14-14. Um, I'm going to go off the beaten path here for a second from our rundown because we're a very highly organized team and uh, everything we hit is just plotted out. Uh, you can hear that throughout the show. There are times I'll make a comment on Twitter and then I'll forget making the comment. And I'm like, why did I even put that in here? And why am I on this thread? And that happened over the weekend. I just happened to see uh, the guy does a pretty good job. Um, a handle called Super 70 Sports. There's some funny pictures. Yeah, but like in terms good, of a good one. in terms of sports knowledge, you can kind of tell it's an old it's an old fogey who does it. Right. And and I'm an old fogey. But he he just put up a simple question. Greatest center of all time. And the options were, um, in the end, it was Jabbar, Chamberlain, and Russell, which is kind of absurd. You know, all those guys were done. Uh, Jabbar, the you know the latest into what the late '80s, early '90s, whatever his last year was. Um, and these era comparisons are fascinating because I wonder what centers of the past would do with what the game is like now, where they're dragged out to the perimeter and have to play a lot of pick and roll and and the defense. You know, when you're you're on the edge there sometimes and you have to defend people going downhill. So I just someone had ripped on Jokic. So I just responded and said, Nikola Jokic would in 1965 average 55 points, 35 rebounds and 10 assists a game. And like it's just red meat for these old guys who are so era driven. And then, you know, they're talking about Jokic's toughness and this and that. And then someone else tries to do evolution and say that he would have only been six, seven, 50 years ago. And I'm like, okay, well then, so then by that logic, Will Chamberlain's seven foot seven now, because uh, you're having Jokic six inches smaller back then. So I guess Chamberlain would be six inches bigger. So then I'm, I'm just getting in like these inane, like then his feet would be a mess. He'd have a two year career. Like, what are we doing? I don't know, but why didn't Shaquille O'Neal's name come up anyway? That's, that's a good point. It's a good point. But the, the center discussion is the most fascinating thing in all of basketball yeah. because who the hell knows what these guys would do now? Right. Because we've all figured out three is worth more than two. It shouldn't take that much to figure it out. But if you can shoot the threes at 40%, you got to shoot the twos at a really high percentage. And the thing is, centers don't just get to sit, you know, run up and down the middle of the floor and then just defend each other four, four feet from the basket. Well, and They're the dragged out to the perimeter. That is tiring. The problem with those types of conversations is everybody gets caught up in using the if you took LeBron and put him back there, if you put Jokic and put him back, if you it, right. if you bring you made the good point. If you bring those guys here, you have to transition to what they would look like and play like now, not sixties 
Alcindor or Jabbar or Chamberlain and bring them to here. They wouldn't be the same player. You have to give them a consideration that they would be a 2023 version. Do I think Kareem could cover a, a 6'9 to 7 foot player on the perimeter today? Probably. Do I think Kareem I think Chamberlain could, would be hold better. On, I'm going one by one. Okay. Do I think Kareem could shoot the three ball to be a threat? Maybe. Russell, I definitely think could defend on the perimeter. I don't know about shooting and being a threat to shoot. Um, and Wilt would be the most fascinating one because you know a lot of people remember Wilt when he was you know 1972 with the Lakers when he weighed you know at that point he's like 320 pounds. He's just a behemoth of a man, but you know what he looked like when he was coming out of college. Right, it's pretty ridiculous level athlete. So you, to me, the greats, the greats can go back in any era and be great. And I think many of the greats could come forward 50 years and also be great and adjust to the game. That's why these arguments are so inane. And one of our P1 listeners, Derek, answered this thread, which I'm, I don't know. It's, it hasn't gone. It's not like hundreds of comments, but I keep seeing people, you know, someone chiming in, some D bag from Jersey responded to me like, you know, uh, you know, Jokic would get broken in half or some, something about not, you know, nine of 10 centers would break him. It's like, shut up. The, The greats could play at any time. Um, well, they break off in the conversations, and all of a sudden, that like like that thread. It's uh, by tonight, by Thursday, when I'm back on, it will have gotten into load management, and it'll get into everybody else. There was there was another thread. I don't know if it was on Super Seventies, but that is a great one. They they recently threw a picture of the White Shadow up the the show, the White <laughs> Shadow and Carver High School. Yeah, so yeah. I love that. Um, but the, I saw a video yesterday that started going viral on Lambeer, the Lambeer bird fight that that went, that went down, and that these days it's good. You know, it's the threads are just, it's just appreciate the damn original post and shut up. That's how I, I mean, because you start tying in all these other conversations and, and you, you lose the whole focus of the original tweet or the original, you know, yeah. point that's being brought up. Yeah. All right. Some headlines at five o'clock. Uh, first of all, did you see that college basketball was just falling over itself to get Chris Beard in the fold and the former UNLV coach who was booted, from Texas on a morals clause because of the allegations that he had uh, terrorized his fiance. Choked, bit, hit. Uh, he's the old Miss coach now, so Ole Miss yeah. jumped at that one. Um, I got to tell you that like stuff like this is scary because you had a guy lose his job over a domestic violence incident. Um, listen, I have no idea what the dude's like all the time around women, but generally these don't feel like they're one-time incidents. Don't know. Maybe this was a an ISO, right? But he's going from Austin, Texas, where they hauled him in. You remember the initial call? They hauled him in. Mm-hmm. My fear is that we, we basically just told Chris Beard, you're okay, no big deal. And now he's coaching in Oxford, Mississippi. Well, because she... Is that the right city? Is that, is that where Ole Miss is? Can we look that up? Yeah. Vast research crew? Mm-hmm. Right? So now he's going to a smaller town. And what do we see happens in a lot of small towns with big-name coaches? They're allowed to get away with a lot. In fact, sometimes the local authorities well, part enable, of it, part of enable it, these coaches and players. Part of his quote was, I'm really looking forward to being an active part of the Oxford community. Mm. I know we have one of the best venues in the country. We are going to work tirelessly to build a championship caliber program. That's all great, and I don't doubt any word of that. It's just like you said, a matter of – the thing is – when she comes out and denies everything and says that she initiated it. But this happens a lot, right? Retracting all the stories. Yeah, we saw it locally here, right? With Kenny Sanchez and, and his, and, and they're together. And 
after that went down, the Gorman coach, they were together all the time when his brother was the coach at UNLV and they were together with their little boy and they were back, you know, they, I'd see them in the elevator all the time going up to the suites and, 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 and they're, you know, and he's, he's coaching youth doing, you know, private lessons, whatever. Point is, is at that point, Steve, here's the thing. I get what you're saying. And we see these things magnified. We see, like you said, if, if it happens, if, if it comes up again, then, then you got to question it. But then will we find out about it? Is my point. Well, well, yeah, I think we will. But I'm the thing sure, is, I'm not sure. How many times like do we say? How many times do we say? You know. Well, there's no doubt that they got in an argument, right? Because she, 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 the the the, the police were called nine one. So she called nine one one. She told officers, but then now she comes back. She retracts it. She initiated it. It's it's so hard to gauge because we always say, you know, well, innocent till proven guilty. Did he really do it? Do we know the whole story? Then it comes out that she retracts it. So do you give him the benefit of the doubt or not? Do you say, well, I mean, here, what, last hour we were talking about Dana White. He started the power slap and, of course, New well, Year's with well, his we, wife. But we got a video of that one. We, I, I know. What I'm saying is that we, we tend to sort of overlook or forgive or look past or so. Well, they do are, in college are, are sports. They look, we know they're, that. They're looking past this incident. Yeah. And, and that, no, and, no, and, no such thing and, in the SEC is too hot had, to handle. Yes, we had a video and nobody's denying that something went down with the beards. She's saying she initiated it with the Dana White video. His wife initiated it. Doesn't make it right, but I'm just saying. Uh, one last thing on Chris Beard. You realize that uh, this whole thing has kind of come full circle. The reason that UNLV got screwed on Chris Beard, and maybe it was a good thing, maybe he would have been doing some of the same boorish behavior away from the basketball team, but uh, that Beard thing lasted less than three weeks because if you remember the whole process back then, Memphis lost Josh Passner to Georgia Tech. By the way, Passner just got fired in the last month or so. They just hired Damon Stoudemire of you know Arizona fame and was uh, at Pacific and most recently as an assistant with the Celtics, but – Passner goes to Georgia Tech. Memphis then reaches out to Tubby Smith, and then Texas Tech opens up. If Passner hadn't left, that whole domino thing doesn't happen, and then maybe maybe we do get Chris Beard, boorish or not, here for like three years. He wins at a high level, and the whole recent history and trajectory of the UNLV program is different. It's different, yeah. <laughs> we're just going to stare at each other like, well, you like know, who's going to fire? Because, because, well, no, because you, you brought that up. And I don't, don't ask me why I yeah. immediately thought of Ott because yeah. we've been talking bracket the whole show in Iowa State. Right? So, I mean, I, it's it, – we will always find a way to tie things back yeah. to UNLV basketball. Well, a lot, I mean, a lot of things are tied to it. You know, we've, it, we've seen the program not reach the heights they want to reach, and – They've had some bad luck as well with coaches. I mean, no one's going to deny that they hired two awesome coaches. Now, both may have warts in Ots and especially Beard, but they did nail it. They just didn't nail guys who were going to stay or wanted to stay around for a long time or had you know a change of heart when other opportunities came up. <sighs> What's a good? long sigh. It, 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 a long sigh. All right, our brackets are up. Go to LVSportsNetwork.com. Willie has his final four up there. I have my final four and all the picks up there. JVT has his picks up there as well. You get to go against us and the rest of the listeners at LVSportsNetwork.com. 
Uh, you throw out a question. If you have a free $100 wager on the national title for the men, who aren't you taking? Who are you most down on in just this group of four teams? Who are they? Uh, the four that I threw out there was Houston, Kansas, Yukon, and Gonzaga. The odds are important. Houston is plus 550. Now, this was last week when I put it. I don't know if the odds have changed. This was when I sent this over. This was for last week's show. Houston plus 550, Kansas plus 800, Yukon plus 1000, Gonzaga plus 1800. Okay. Give me a team that you wouldn't put money on in that group. Gonzaga. I just think that, you know, even though JVT countered with what he said, I just don't think that. You know, what did, the, J- the Gonzaga- what, did you, what did you say and what did JVT counter with for people who were just getting in their cars? I said that Gonzaga, that Mark Few has proven that he gets outcoached when it comes time to coach. And I think that they figured him out, that he runs everything through his main guy. He did it with Chet Holmgren. He's done it in years past. Look, just look at his track record. He's gone through his – He's always, it's always the focus is on the main guy. Now, and I'm not and – and, and I'm telling you, I'm not saying this because – Julian Strother is from Las Vegas, and I know the family it has nothing to do with that because years ago he's been proven that he's gotten out coached. But the fact of the matter is, Drew Timmy, the everything is run through Drew Timmy because he's a great college basketball player. But when you go look, go look at all the NBA mock drafts and go look at how the scouting combine went last year and tell me who the top Gonzaga prospect is. He forgets about his supporting cast at times, especially when he's up against it in big-time situations. It's one thing to dominate the West Coast Conference, but this year we saw a non-conference play Gonzaga falter. We saw them lose to St. Mary's at St. Mary's just because they won the regular season finale in the championship. So getting close toward the Elite Eight, Final Four, I just would bet against Gonzaga before I would bet on it. I think Kansas, out of the four I mentioned, the most talented. I think that they're they're the you know that they're the most stringent defensively. I, I know that you're high on Houston, but I think Kansas coming out of the Big Twelve is more impressive. I'm not sure. I haven't d- done enough research on UConn to be honest with you. I'm not a big not that I'm not a Big East guy. I just haven't really watched them. Um, I paid attention to Creighton and Villanova more than anything for some reason, uh, mainly because Creighton was out here. And they lost to BYU, and then they went on that terrible losing streak, so you kind of keep an eye on them, and then they resurged. They, I don't know what it was, but they woke up, and Villanova got healthy, and they played well down the stretch. I don't know about UConn, but I know who I'm not taking, and it wouldn't be Gonzaga. So latest thoughts, I'm looking at Gonzaga 15, UConn 15, Houston 6, Kansas 10. I would bet on Gonzaga. Well, of course you would. What does that mean? You what, just to go against you? Yeah. No, I, I like Gonzaga. I don't – I'm with you. I don't love Mark Hugh as a head coach. I don't like his attitude, you know, kind of like Bayheim, right? No, he's not like Bayheim. <laughs> but hearkening back to when Bayheim was telling some student media person, I don't like your attitude. He's I don't a, like yours either, Jim. He's – he no. But uh, few can get a little – few can get a little uh, froggy sometimes, and I don't really get it. Maybe he's not used to having coverage, so – there, you know, anyone asking him a tough question, he gets a little You know who I'd like to edgy. see? You know who edgy. I'd like to see on the slap stage? Few and Bayhan? No. Head to head? Few and Bennett. Randy Bennett. Randy Bennett. Randy Bennett and- looked like he wrestled or something in college. <laughs> oh, you think he's tough? Yeah. He's also, uh, he's a guy. He's, I like Randy He's gotten Bennett. into it with some other coaches, too. He's got a mouth on him. Oh, I like Randy Bennett. Yeah. So you think Few and, there'd be a lot of heat there. I think Randy Bennett's father could knock Mick Cronin's father out. 
Oh, we had the Mick Cronin dad fight too. Yeah. Attacking a 17 year old or according to the UCLA people, a 17 year old attacked him. Um, what kind of windup do you think? Do you think Randy Bennett would go on the first lap, the second or the, uh, the, the third swing? What do you like? You, you covered slap over the weekend. Yeah. What do you like most? The, the, like the immediacy of the first slap or three because of the buildup. No, I like the I like the I like when they come out off the first one because they're so confident. Yeah, they just come up and they just drop. Them. I like the windup. Yeah, like well, wind no, up. I like the windup, but I yeah yeah they come down all the way from. It's funny that you you know it's funny because you've been doing that for weeks and then you, you see it. You didn't but get there's it. you didn't get it. No, I know I knew what you were doing, but there's one of my greatest stories from back in the day where my old school Vegas peeps. There's a place called the Sports Pub yeah. that was down on Maryland Parkway. It was a college bar. And there was a 7-Eleven right next to it. I think the 7-Eleven might still be there. There was a Carl's Jr. or 7-Eleven on Maryland, just down like uh, from the main turn in there on UNLV. And we were all standing out in front of 7-Eleven. It was about five, six of us. And there was some drunk guy who just was getting in this guy Jose's face. Part of it, was, it, was, it was my boy Ignacio's cousin. And they went, they, they, you could just hear them guys going, oh, man, don't go up to Jose. Oh, don't, don't do it. And he goes, here it comes. He's winding, and 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 he literally brought it from the like a slap. Really, he brought it from the back heel, and he just came back up and over. But it was a full, it was a fist, and just anybody fell over like a slap knockout. So every time that you've done that, it reminds me of when my boy Notch tells the story of his cousin knocking somebody out. So yes, the other night I liked when they go right hand one, right on one, boom. And then the collapsing. We might have to get Hep Cronin and the 17-year-old. We've got to size up the fight, though. I'm assuming Dad Cronin's pretty small like, like Mick is. I want video of that. Yeah, so supposedly yeah, for people uh, who didn't listen to the show in the first hour, there was some sort of altercation where Arizona fans and Mick Cronin's dad clashed. He's 82. I don't know. I wasn't there. But there were stories on both sides. I don't want to say anything beyond that. Make, make a and you, and you really shouldn't make a judgment call, right? Unless you actually say it, unless we have a good account of it. So Jimmy Garoppolo going to be the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Sixty-seven million over three years. Thirty-five is guaranteed. Jared Stidham's gone, so that option does not exist as a backup. He went to the Broncos. By the way, Sam Darnold, another. You know, bridge backup type guy off to the Niners, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. They they need you know they need two quarterbacks in the mix until Brock Purdy comes back, and then who the hell knows at that point who's playing. There's been nothing so far from Aaron Rodgers on the Jets, so that's some of the quarterback stuff today. See how this bonus? How would the the, the Garoppolo money breaks down? No, give it to me. How is it? So he gets thirty three point seven five million fully guaranteed. An injury guarantee of forty-five million. He also has ninety thousand per game roster bonuses, one point five three million total in each year throughout the contract, and one point five million in playoff incentives. That coming from Albert Breer's Twitter. Okay, so win some games, you get paid more. Be upright and available, you get paid more. Yeah, which really is one of the biggest factors in this whole thing. We know Jimmy G's been part of winning football organizations, and the guy Mm -hmm. can win games. Do you but think he that- but he's missed thirty games with a myriad of injuries, which to me means I because I have no idea what the Raiders are going to do in the draft. I don't think they take a quarterback at number seven. 
I think if they take a quarterback, it's going to be in the second or third. They're going to, they, they need to bolster other areas and get high-level guys who could step right in. And a developmental quarterback at seven, to me, is a little bit dangerous and yeah. frittering away I don't think resources. But that all said, whoever they draft can't be the backup quarterback. They're going to have to pay some money for a real backup. You can't have Jimmy Garoppolo on your roster and then not have a capable backup. And as I just mentioned, Stidham's gone. Sam Darnold's off that backup market. Mike White, if you like him, he's now the backup behind Tua. Okay, so they're gonna they're gonna have to look around for someone I got at an affordable rate who can actually play. I got one for you. I brought this up two months ago, or when the season ended. Who was my guy? Who I said, don't forget who Josh McDaniels pushed the Patriots organization to draft, and you said, and I don't remember if Adam was on the show, or someone else, but. Several people said, yeah, but Willie, he's no longer a starter. He's a backup. He's a bona fide You don't backup. save that. I want to do it after the break. I okay. want you to tell me who your guy is to be the backup because they need a backup. It's one thing to get excited about Garoppolo, but we know reality. He's probably not going to play all 17 games. Let's do a uh, ticket giveaway here. we got a big show coming up, 17th and 18th. That's this weekend. Resorts World Theater. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, super funny guy, uh, has his hand in just about everything. Uh, show for Saturday. The shows are 17th and 18th, but Resorts World with Kevin Hart. Tickets are available at AXS.com. We've got the Saturday show, Reality Check Tour. Kevin Hart, the comedy of Kevin Hart. We've got two tickets. Ari's got them, 364-1100, caller 7, 364-1100. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Willie G. Ramirez or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. So if you want that mix of veteran stability, obviously some injury concerns to Jimmy Garoppolo, but you know he's a winner. You know he can get the ball to your playmakers. And now you save some money to kind of help fix a defense that has been bad for about 15, 20 years or so now. I feel like there's kind of a middle ground here that makes sense for Jimmy Garoppolo signing with the Raiders. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. Numbers, analytics guy, Bill Barnwell, does a really good job for ESPN.com just talking about the Raiders getting a a quarterback on the cheap, relatively cheap. Let's see if this works out with Garoppolo. He's got to play to make sure you get full value, at least for two years, on the $67.5 million deal. $34 million is guaranteed. He is a big step down from Derek Carr or pretty close? What do you think? I think he's a big step. Well, he's. I think personally he's a big step down quarterback-wise from Derek Carr, but he's not that large of a step down because he knows the system and he gets along with McDaniels. Which clearly was an issue last year. 100%. 100%. Right, that those guys Every one of us at some point nailed it throughout the season. It just took a matter. It took the Colts game for us to ask, actually address it. But there were several times asked on those Wednesdays where he would be at the, at the podium at the – practice facility and he say i'm just trying to do what they t- sent me out there to do i'm just trying to you know it was always i'm just trying to do what i love josh I'm trying to do what they asked me to do but it was 100 clear that they were not on the same page and they were not seeing eye to eye they will have to get a backup who can play just in case garoppolo's missed 30 games he's 40 and 17 as a starter you just don't know So they're going to have to get a good backup. And you start looking at the backup market. Mm. I know my There's There's decent names here. 
that you could probably get for some value, but you were building it up big time. Who's the backup? Unfortunately, he's being targeted as a starter. So if he has the if he's enticed to come to Tampa or to go to Tampa to be the starter, he's going to take that. But Josh McDaniels was very high on Baker Mayfield when he was in college. Mm. That's not who I thought you were going with. Yeah, that was. But I know you like Baker Mayfield. I like the idea behind it because I remember saying, however long ago it was, after the season, after the Raider season, that Josh McDaniels was high on him. They were trying to get him. He, he was trying to convince them to to draft him to New England. And when I brought it up, it was like, yeah, his starting days are over. They're not bringing him in before they bring in a starter or go after a starter or draft a starter. But, you know, he's a backup. He's a bona fide NFL backup at this point. So if that's the case, and McDaniels did like him, the problem is, is that the, the reports are out there, including on NFL.com and, and, and the national headlines, Buccaneers expected to target quarterback Baker Mayfield as the potential starter to right. replace Tom Brady. So if he has a chance to go there to a team that just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago and be the starting quarterback and get starting quarterback money, then obviously he's going to do that. But you talk about having two capable starting quarterbacks as the one and two, and McDaniels was – he's got Garoppolo who's familiar with the system, and he was high on McDaniel or on um, Mayfield – it just wouldn't shock me to see these guys pull it off. Yeah. But you made the point multiple times there. Mayfield is going to be coveted by too many teams as a starter, and there's too many teams out there that have a shaky starter situation. Like, what do the Jets do if Aaron Rodgers pulls what I think he's going to pull, which is, eh, I'm going to retire? I actually, I, in a way, I hope he verbalizes it and be like, I don't want to play in New York. The, the fans and the media are giant pain in the ass there, and the Jets are a crap organization. Just like, just shove it right in our freaking faces. I'm a Jets fan. Um, but he's like I don't, I don't, tr- I don't trust him to say yes. And then from there, the Jets are looking at a situation where Mayfield may be a guy that they have to turn to, or some cockamamie deal where I have no idea how it would break down, Willie, from a money standpoint. But maybe they need to be calling on the Rams for Matt Stafford, who, by the way, is not reliable as an injury risk. I mean, he's you have to have a good backup with him. Now, if we're talking backups, see, I thought the guy you were going to mention is from the Patriots system, should be cheap. And that is Jacoby Brissett. Not unbelievable, but not a bad backup quarterback no. just for a good part of the season with the Browns before Deshaun Watson played, and Deshaun has to play for that money. Uh, Brissett was okay, yeah. And that would be that would be a solid backup and yep. would come at a decent price. And now you have two, now you have Patriot, 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 McDaniel's, Garoppolo, Brissett. I could see that. No, I could see that happening. I wouldn't have a problem with that if you brought him in as the backup and you groom him. 100%. I just saw this tweet. I didn't realize this was five. This is 11.52 this morning. And, of course, we're, you and I have said this on and off the air throughout the show, but Trey Wingo with the with the blue circle, hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done. Well, it was a while ago. I think yeah. he said it last week. Well, And now we're just in a big holding pattern. This tweet was today. But... Okay, he said it again? Yeah. All right. History about to you... repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time is indeed a flat circle. You buy it? Do you trust him? I don't know, dude. I just think. What does he want to do? I, that's what does I'm saying. he want to play anymore? Does he hate the Packers? What, what is he waiting I on to just make the damn him. announcement? Well, that's what I want to well, know. I think he what do we take? Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. Or did he promise McAfee that, hey, we'll do it on the show? Possibly. I mean, that it could be that. He gets Tuesday or Wednesday instead of the opening day of free agency, the, the tampering, whatever, the legal tampering period. Yeah. 
I, it, but I, I could just I, I think I would mean. actually make him retiring a favorite. Jets are a lot, man. That it's that there that's a lot. It it just is. Like if he if he's been rankled by I mean, what was it? Ten days ago, he's like, you know, Rappaport and this guy. The insiders don't know anything. You realize where you're going? I don't know why this just popped in my head. I have no clue why, other than the fact that we just brought this team up. But how shocked were we all? What was it? Three, four years ago, when out of nowhere, I don't remember it being like a hot topic, and then out of nowhere, the news broke: Tom Brady to Tampa. Are you suggesting there could be some sort of team from out of nowhere with Aaron Rodgers? Want the skinny on UNLV football? Listen to the weekly UNLV All Access podcast with Cofield and Caleb Herring. A new episode drops each Thursday morning at UNLV All Access on Twitter. You're listening to Cofield and Company. Live from the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas. Rolling on. Monday. Willie, Cofield. Battleborn Broadcast Center. You can't stop smirking at me, by the way. What? Well, you're very dangerous looking right now with your well, hood. No, well, no, because... You're wearing, you're wearing a hood, and I know you've been told at multiple casinos, <laughs> no, take the hood off, sir. It's, you, it's not you that. You look dangerous. It's because every single break, all I've done is talk about slap. I've gotten into the motion. I've uh-huh. done the count. I told you. I told you. <laughs> don't don't let other people on the show No, but it had nothing opinion. to do. It had nothing to do with that. I, I know I, entertainment. I told everyone. This is the sport. I can't wait till season two. I don't know if it's going to last beyond six months, but the setup is all offense, slapping each other in the face. The anticipation is awesome. And then when someone takes a good slap, you're like, oh! And then the other great rule in it is, and you watched it over the weekend, the fact that they give guys uh, 30 seconds to recover, and these guys are trying to get up. 45. Is it 45? Okay, they're trying to get up, and then you see them, they they try to fake it when they're like baby-stepping to the guy, and and then – the guy the official and then the official will be like take two more steps forward and all of a sudden they're like oh. yeah yeah well the, the one guy got balancing off the screen they're like that's it it's over you know how normally they fall right back yeah one guy took a slap so hard he fell straight down and hit the, the hit podium the thing, yeah. Yeah. and then went down and you could hear it throughout the arena yeah. but yeah there was one guy who said he was okay he was okay and, there, and you can see the rest face going okay buddy come, come on come on come walk and then me. it was just a couple was, of steps, yeah like, he's stammering the only one that recovered off getting obliviated AJ Hints, light heavyweight. I'm predicting he will eventually be. Well, I don't he's know. Really he go- he's really good. He's got a he's got a good chin. But he's a, bra- yeah, he's, bra- yeah. He he went down. He and came he- up and it ate like he. But here's the thing. He was one of those guys that was like you're waiting for the ref to count him out yeah. and it ate. He let, he let him. No, it ate. He completely was a regular. Yeah. And then first one, bam, knocked yeah. the guy out. Which is amazing that you come back from almost being knocked out on the first one. Yeah. yeah. That's entertaining. That was cool. It's entertaining. <laughs> So we're talking about Garoppolo to the Raiders. By the way, they signed two defensive players. They're bringing back uh, Brandon Faison, who went to the Colts. Now he's got a uh, two-year deal. I think it's worth 10 mil. Marcus Epps, a strong safety, another defensive back, is in uh, two years and 12 mil. He basically played almost every play for the Eagles. Great run support safety. He's got to get better with pass defense. We were just talking about backup quarterback and the quarterback situations around the league. Uh, We were also mentioning Aaron Rodgers, you know, kind of stretching this thing out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are loving the storyline that the Jets could be turned down by Aaron Rodgers and then look around like, wait, wait, who, where's everybody? Where are all the quarterbacks? I mean, that's the situation they put themselves in here. You think Rodgers, could there be a late entrant 
in this Rodgers sweepstakes. Because right now it seems like the Jets are bidding against themselves. I'm just not buying into the whole Jets are retired. Everybody else is saying that. He never said that. He never said, I want out of Green Bay and it's Jets or retirement. I think I think if there's contemplation, and I don't know what the dark room did, you know, but the uh, Tampa made this big splash with Brady, and we just got done talking about Tampa going after Baker Mayfield. Why not go to – how great would that be, though? And all of a sudden you look up, and the whole – the Raiders get neither – well, they cut Carr. They don't get Aaron Rodgers. But, oh, the NFC South now has Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers in Tampa, and the Panthers with the number one pick. And the Falcons, I don't know what they're going to do. But I just think it would be wild if Tampa made another big splash, only because, like I said, I don't think anybody saw Brady to, to Tampa coming when it when it happened. The other idea is, let's not forget that, San Francisco. I think it's out. It's out. It's done. Yes. Today, today, I mean, it's not today's signal. They're they're this is it. They're going with it. They're going with a three man mix. Right. They but, signed Sam Darnold. Okay. He's gonna be in the mix with Lance. Lance will get a chance to start. Purdy's not gonna be back until no, middle of the season out. or the end. That's it. They're yeah. they I'm telling you, that organization is so arrogant that they believe. They can either develop the next guy or they can win without a super elite guy. Of course, they should be calling Aaron Rodgers. But here's the thing. And I wonder if, and I don't know how big Camp Rodgers is. I don't think it's very big. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I wonder in discussions around Rodgers, if they're looking around, they're like, wait, only the Jets want us? What does that say about me? Yeah, you think he is, he, is he so confident in who he is that he's not looking at this and going, Wait, where are all the teams to bid on one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL? Or has the the league all looked at it and are like, yeah, bro, just not worth it. Your drama and nonsense ain't worth it. Where are all the teams bidding on him? I don't know. I, Why that, is this that, happening? I, I don't know that we don't. I mean, I think that we we hear so much hype about Jets landing Aaron Rodgers that we don't know what's happening. You think we there don't... could be something going on quietly behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. For who we're talking about, the magnitude of landing the big Aaron Rodgers. It's pretty humbling if no one else is If, if nobody else is, I'm shocked. And, okay, then bye. Go ahead and retire. I mean, whatever, you know. Jets backup plans. You ready? Here's a list of quarterbacks who are available. Okay. Carson Wentz, Mariota, Mayfield, Bridgewater, Mason Rudolph, Brissett, Flacco, Andy Dalton, Taylor Heineke, Chase Daniel. I mean, it's mostly backups from here. I already know. Mullins, who Drew Locke, Josh I know who Johnson. I'm going after. Who's your, uh, I already know. I mean, there's not even a question for me uh, there's, who you're going after. If I was a Jets, uh, if I were in Jets management, and this is as a Jets fan. I want. I'm not saying well. it's a sure I, thing. I just I, I know. Me. I know what my backup would be. Okay, who? I'm, I'm going after Lamar Jackson. No, okay. I just meant of the list I, you just. I, said. I know, and he's okay. not technically on this okay. list, and he's the, not one hundred percent. No, there's on, no doubt about it. On this list, let's yeah. stick with this list. Okay, yeah. I mean, come on, Lamar Jackson's I, I, my guy. I, I don't want to say it, but I mean the the best guy who could serve as a bridge a bridge to what I don't know because they don't have a future quarterback unless they can. Rehab the guy they took number two in Zach Wilson. I guess it would be Mayfield. I would say Mariota. Oh God! Wow. 
I was impressed just just the, the two, few times he came in for a car here. And I just think that he plays with. Can anyone count on him as a starter now, though, with his durability? You just got done saying there's a bridge just to get through. I know. Just at this. Well, I mean, can anybody count on Garoppolo? <laughs> They're just the same thing. It is thing. what it is now. The quarterback yeah. market is not is I mean, not loaded unless you can land Rodgers or you're willing to give $150 million plus guaranteed to Lamar Jackson. If they landed Lamar Jackson, I'm putting money on the Jets to win it all. 100%. But that much guaranteed money, you just can't do it. You like how all last week was filled with injury risk with Lamar Jackson, and it's a lot more money than Garoppolo. I didn't see a flood of people going to the internets today and saying, what a terrible signing by the Raiders because of Garoppolo's durability. I don't believe it's a terrible signing, but it, there's some risk to it. There's 100% risk to it. There's 100% risk to it. There's no guarantee, <clears throat> considering that division that he's in, what could take place. Now, granted, Carr has had a rel- – I mean, he what, he busted his leg – He's been he's the, been pretty durable. Yeah, he's been he's Except been dur- the, he's the gotten men, through he's the mental got, breakdown at the end here, pulling himself away from the yeah, Raiders. Yeah, he's he's got which, which he did. The Raiders didn't do it. Let's stop with this, please. No, I uh, it, that's it would be a concern for me. Uh, but obviously, McDaniel's and Ziegler. Hey, neither one of us are GMs. We're you know, I mean, well, you're a bona fide radio host. I'm just <clears> an on- I don't even know what that means. I'm an on air shot. I'm an on air hack. But so we're not GM. We're we're not GMs. But they obviously are put their trust in somebody that they're familiar with, and he's familiar with them, and that's the route that they went. So start building that defense. Start building that defense because as which they have obviously they've they've gotten started with Faison with Epp or Epps, yeah, Epps. Epps, yeah. Uh So they're obviously their mind is in you know they brought in their quarterback that can handle the system that knows the vernacular with what they're trying to do and. They're working on the defense. I mean, now we just sit back and wait for another month and come draft time and see what they do. I want to. I want to know what they're doing at seven. I mean, I'm very, very interested to see what they're going to do at seven. And then if they're taking, if they're at this point, I don't think that you waste the, the seventh pick on the quarterback because you have your guy. But who are they taking in that third, fourth round? Who wants some lunch on Thursday and Friday? Right. Go hang out with Tyler Bischoff at Twin Peaks on Eastern. Grab some lunch. You'll be there from 11 to 1. I'll have ESPN Las Vegas prizes, but soup and salad at Twin Peaks. You've eaten everything there. You you, you went through the whole menu when you were doing Monday Night Football there, but soup and salad just eight bucks. Got a uh, half sandwich and uh, soup or salad on special as well. Sandwiches include the uh, Cubano, the grilled cheese, old-fashioned BLT. Also great drink specials. 19 different shots on special. You got the big Coors Light or Miller Light for under 4 bucks. so... Go watch all day. Twin Peaks is a great spot. 80-plus TVs, the mega screens uh, around the bar, and, of course, uh, the beer served at uh, 29 degrees with the lovely ladies of Twin Peaks. But Bishop will be out there, 11A to 1P, this Thursday. It's Twin Peaks on Eastern for all of your mania, March, March, Madness, Mania, what I, March craziness with Tyler. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Willie G. Ramirez or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag only on ESPN Las Vegas. Boy, busy day in the division for the Denver Broncos. They've laid out about $220 million 
in free agent signings. They signed two offensive linemen headed up by Mike McGlinchey. They just signed uh, Zach Allen defensive end for about $45 million. So they went out and they had an intention of improving, the goal of improving their offensive line, and they've done it. Breaking news out of the Jets. Is that right? Before the end of the show. All right. Go ahead. Lay it on me. The disappointment. Jets, Jets to re-sign. Kicker, Greg Zerline. Right. <laughs> Got to have a good kicker. Well, there was a signing, you said. Yeah. The Jets may have an announcement before the end of the show, and there you have it. I'm not going to get all worked up waiting for Aaron Rodgers. Do you think Do you think that the announcement one way or the other will come about 6.07 as we're both getting right? on the freeway, right? on the 215? Yeah. I feel like this is what um, Danica Patrick felt all the time, just like just waiting on Aaron, just, just disappointed <laughs> that she's been let down. I will not be let down. My expectations are very low. No wonder she, she had, her expectations are too high. No wonder she left. Why? Because he likes to draw things out. A little drama. Well, he's in control of his own destiny. He's beyond. He's a little. I don't know. He is what he is. He's a, he's a strange cat. Whatever. He's a hippie. He's a hippie. <laughs> what are you? What are you? Ninety? A hippie. I feel like I'm 90. I'm an old in the, man. In the bag. In there, Dave. Boy, the Vipers. What a nightmare. Oof. 0 and 4. Couldn't stop the run. I got to tell you, Derek King is one of the guys who should be playing himself into the National Football League as a, as a jack of all trades, yeah. you know, quarterback utility guy. He's not as big as Taysom Hill, like nowhere close. But why can't he go somewhere and be, you know, Antoine Randall L, but playing a little more quarterback and some wildcat and some other looks? I was a fan of him at Miami. Yeah. I liked Derek King. Um, and he's little. That's 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 his limitation. His size, yeah. He's he's probably five nine. I remember interviewing him, and I was like, okay, this guy's no bigger than I am, um, and I'm legit five nine. I don't do the five nine and a half five. You know, I, I believe me. I, I know a lot of five five people who claim they're five nine. Don't lie. Okay, it's a special height. It's a very average height. But anyway, Derek King's five nine. Um, Bryce Young could go top five in the draft. He's five ten and a quarter. So. No one's saying De'Ara King's going to be out there whipping the ball around. He's not, you know, a pure uh, pocket passer, but he's a guy who can be dangerous to defenses because the Vipers. First play from scrimmage, right? fumble. They lost the ball. Yeah. They lost to D.C. again. Yep. This was the first time that D.C. led at halftime, by the way. They they had they had been trailing. They were uh, the tail of two teams. Okay. They, they, had, they had found second-half magic where – where uh, the Vipers, they couldn't get it done, but they just uh, and they made it, they fought and they scrapped in the second half and toward the end they were down by two scores and all of a sudden they you know they got within I think eight but they just couldn't get it done and it's just sad. Stick your hand in there, Dave. We should mention really good story coming out of DC, which is connected to Vegas. Former Bishop Gorman football player went to Nebraska. Nick Gates, who snapped his leg a couple of years ago, is a promising. Giants offensive lineman got a he got a good deal today. So yeah. what do you get guaranteed eight? Guaranteed eight. I think the deal was worth upwards of eighteen. Eighteen. So yeah. Good for him. That's, that's a crazy comeback story. Yeah. That was a pretty severe injury. I'm going to work on getting him on with us during okay. the offseason. Let's do that before we get before they go to voluntaries. All right. Yeah, let's get him on because it's a that's Inspiring. that's a true yeah it's a it's a great story of you know and and I I just got done writing a few stories for that athletes unlimited. Of, of similar stuff where 
people, and one of them was Teresa Plaisance, the former ace who's now going to be with the Seattle Storm. She won the championship with them. She thought her career was over. She had a similar, uh, similar surgery as Mark Stone. Just did something else on, on a girl who had two torn ACLs. So these comeback stories like this, I mean, th- to hear their mental capacity of what they go through during the downtime, and they don't know what to do and how to recover for something like that. So I want to talk to him. It'll be, that's a great story. Stick your hand in there, Dave. You know, a story we have not jumped on, but we got to cover mm. is the regional sports network thing because it's really coming to a head here with baseball because the guy who owns 14 properties in different cities that carry games for baseball is going to file bankruptcy. And now baseball's like rushing to take over, and it looks like the plan is at some point in the season, you're going to have to pay pay-per-view baseball regionally. Pay-per-view, really. Done.